Beyond Numbers, we deliver clear solutions for business success, helping clients secure a trusted financial future since 1982 with personal service and value that goes beyond tax accounting. <laughs> that actually sounds good. I know. <laughs> sounds real. It sounds legit. Like yeah. That's a real firm. You're listening to the Remarka Brand Podcast, where authentic brands win. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Marker Brand Podcast. I'm super excited to be here with you. I'm Mike Jones, your co-host, with my double, triple hosts, Chris Stadler, calling in from Idaho. Say hi to everybody, Chris. Hey, everybody. And... Sam Pagel. Yes. Thanks, Sam, for sitting next to me on the couch. Uh, it's always a joy, Mike. Yeah. We're hanging out. We're we're in sunny Phoenix. Hope everyone's enjoying their summer. We are baking our faces off at this point. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we're... Are we about to hit 110? Oh, man. I think uh, so. Either today or the next next week or so. Yeah. But, Chris, your, your weather's probably pretty good. You guys don't want to look at our weather. It's so cool up here. It's amazing. <laughs> yep. But you're not getting the sweet base tan that we're getting down here in Arizona. <laughs> Do any, does anyone actually get a base tan in Phoenix? I mean, not let's be me. honest, you don't go outside. Not me. I guess if you go in the pool. No, I just stand next to the window for like 10 minutes and <laughs> I get a sunburn. <laughs> you just get it driving in your car. <laughs> yeah. Only the left, the left side. Only the left side of my body. Even through the tinted windows. Uh-huh. All right, everybody. We're not going to talk about weather anymore. We're going to talk about the Remarka brand index. Ooh, that's got a nice ring to it. We're excited about this. We actually released a new, uh, I don't know, it's not really a product, but a new index that we came up with over the last, I don't know, six, nine months. We'll talk a little bit more about what exactly it is, but it's basically 1,400, a little over 1,400 accounting firm brands, collected a bunch of data points on each of those brands, and then indexed them um, across a number of those categories of data to kind of find out like who is differentiating the but the best the most so definitely focused on the accounting firm world um and we were really excited we launched this at a big conference in early may and actually got a lot of really really good feedback from a lot of firms who were on the index found a few firms that didn't make it on that we are excited to add on at some point and uh, we want to share a little bit more about the index with everybody today Kind of talk about what it is. We're going to talk about maybe some of the insights that we got from the data. Uh, some really interesting things that we found as we were looking through all these brands in the index and what they're doing and not doing and who's standing out. And uh, we'll talk a little bit too about what we've got planned for next year with the index as well. So I'm excited to have Sam and Chris on this one particularly because the two of them are very intimately involved in this project. Yes. <laughs> but put a lot of time in mm-hmm. especially chris chris yeah. put a lot of time in and uh yeah we'll, we might do another episode as well depending on kind of how this one goes and see kind of what other questions maybe come out of the woodwork that we can help answer on these episodes so let's jump right in uh who wants to take a stab what is the index i kind of want to hear from somebody else besides me chris you basically are the index so you should probably tell us <laughs> who are you I well, am the index. You know, it was it was uh 
it was Mike. Mike was the mastermind behind it. I was, I was, I told Mike, I was a little bit against it at first. Right. I mean, I was kind of like, where is this going? <laughs> but I'm a believer. Um, I mean, so, so the index is a, uh, so, so how do you, how do you know how well you're doing as a brand? Right. So if you're an accounting firm, you kind of want to know like, Hey, where do I stand? Are we behind? Are we ahead? And it's really hard. Cause what do you do? You do look at some websites, um, you know, uh, you know, pretty anecdotal. So, so how do you kind of get an idea of where you stand? So that's, that's the index is meant to look at, um, we used to, we looked at 40 data points, uh, in the first round, we looked at, uh, 1485, 84, uh, uh, counting firm brands. And then we, we, we looked at them across these 40 data points. And then we cataloged everything, weighted the scores, and then we came up with an index ranking them from best branded to, um, on down. Yep. Uh, and that's the index. Yeah. Yeah. That pretty much is the index. Yep. We spent quite a while collecting all those data points. Uh, poor Cameron on our team, I think spent like three months. He was our intern just scraping data from all sorts of places. I remember talking about halfway through and he's like, this is good. Like I'm learning a ton and the process is fun, but man, this is like, just, just beat my head against the wall kind of work. I'm like, yep, it is. Yeah. It's mind numbing. (laughs) It's mind numbing. Yeah. Um, thankfully he had help. We had, we did get some designers and some senior marketing people jump in and tackle some of the more, uh, I guess, opinion, opinionated parts of, mm-hmm. you know, on the visual the side, evaluation parts, evaluations. It wasn't, it wasn't all just hard data. Some of it, we, we wanted to kind of rank based on just design principles or branding principles. Mm-hmm. And we had, uh, we had quite the team do that yeah. for us alongside of us. What were some of the interesting data points that we collected that you think people might be interested in? I th- well, I think actually. Or what are you the, interested in? On the hard data side, we we still got into some of the creative aspects of branding, uh, and I think one of the most fascinating things was just a look that we did at the visual brands mm-hmm. of these firms. Uh, things like we indexed all of the the font types mm. on all these websites. <laughs> so we know which fonts were used from most frequent to least frequent for, you know, 1400 plus firms. We took hex codes for colors, um, for all of those firms. We took their, their brand colors and we have those in, in a spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, so I, I love stuff like that. Cause I'm a, I'm a creative guy, designer and do a lot of that stuff on the day-to-day so it's just like fascinating to look at one industry not Mm -hmm. obviously not every firm is in there but 1400 plus is is a large number yeah and uh it was fascinating to see just the trends and maybe some some copying and pasting that (laughs) happens within within an industry like that i think it happens in all industries but that was really interesting to look at just the visual side uh of stuff like that how about for you, Chris? What was interesting that we, or you think maybe stands out to you of, of the data points we collected? Obviously, it doesn't get into the actual insights we got, but. Yeah, so the data points, um, you know, I thought the, the Moz score was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, do you, you want to explain that one? Yeah, or, so. Or I can. 
Yeah, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take the first shot. And sure. You can correct me. Um, the uh, so the mod score is um, it's you know how how strong is your is your page is your site uh, from an SEO standpoint. Um, and then we had we had the Moz, um, what was it, Mike? Uh, we had the we had the outbound links, which was which was big. Yeah. Um, but then we had the Moz. What's that? It's Moz a domain score authority called? score. Domain authority. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're a third party, so that was a mm-hmm. a resource that we tapped into to add into our our algorithm for ranking. And we had two yeah. metrics that we pulled from there. That was the domain authority score, which is essentially is an amalgamation or and sorry, it should be an analog of roughly how are you doing from an SEO standpoint. Um, right. It's particularly looking at inbound links, right? So what links, who's linking to you, how much authority do they give in linking to you based on their authority. Um, and uh, it's a really, I think it's a good kind of analog for like, as a as a brand, particularly with my website, how well have I established my authority? Um, it's not, you know, one-to-one, like you could be doing a lot of things maybe offline that you're not getting credit for online um, to build your brand, but you know, we're in a pretty digital world. If you're doing good work, if you're building authority, it's probably coming through on your website. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought some of the analysis we did on those numbers, though, like by company size was really interesting, hmm. but that wasn't one of the 40 data points. So I don't know if that's, you know, we'll yeah, we can talk about yet, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I mean, really interesting. Yeah. Cause, cause I mean, you know, so, so first thing we did was we took, we took all the firms and we said, well, you know, who's ranking in the top 20%. Then we take, took that and then we use that as the independent variable and then just said, okay, well then based on that, uh, how are firms doing with those individual metrics? Yep. So that was, that was, I think the, the, the most powerful thing in the report. Um, but at the end we got curious and we said, okay, well, what is, what about company size? Hmm. Um, how are, how are the firms doing by company size? And it was kind of encouraging, um, Am I spoiling it, Mike? No, you're it not. It was kind of encouraging uh, to see that some mid-level firms uh, were ranked really high, mm-hmm. and that was that was kind of encouraging. If you're a mid-level firm that doesn't have a gazillion dollars to to throw at branding, so yeah, I think in the top twenty percent of the entire list, so fourteen hundred eighty-six firms, twenty percent of them were in our. Uh, that's our top twenty percent. Those were our top ranking firms um, across our index. Of that top 20%, I think it was like 100 or 150 or so were sub 200 employees. They were below 200 employees. Um, yeah, some of them were really big. Like the big four were in our in our top 20%, just to be really clear. Um, so when people are like, hey, did Del- how did Deloitte do? <laughs> they're, they're up there. Um, but even within that top 20%, a lot of those were actually pretty small firms. Um, which was super encouraging. Like, okay, there there is opportunity for small firms to still build really incredible brands. We believe that. Oh yeah, <laughs> obviously as brand guys, but to be able to like see that in the numbers, yep. I think is really helpful. Yep, yep. and I <clears throat> I think um, you know we'll probably get into this, but some of the why behind why we put this together was to kind of give data points. Um, to what I think most people already knew Mm -hmm. um, and to say, we've, we've detailed all of this out. Here's the hard data to back up what 
you as a, an accounting firm marketer or somebody in that in that role probably has already talked through but has never really had the you know the data uh, to back it up and so for us to say like hey you know the data is not perfect but there are small to mid-sized firms that rank really well in here because they've taken some of these steps um, to think through their brand and to do so, you know, things a certain way. Obviously, this index was really built around differentiation. That was kind of the angle we mm -hmm. took on it. Um, and so, Chris, like you said, I mean, we 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 knew and we are we we believe that you don't have to have you know a billion dollars to differentiate and create a nice you know cohesive, strong, authentic brand. Um, and now we, you know, for the accounting firm industry, we have data that supports that and data that says, Hey, there are firms out there that are not, you know, flush with cash that are not throwing millions and millions of dollars at their marketing that are doing things really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I thought just going back to some of the other data points we collected that I found really interesting. One was just the names and naming conventions. And we actually categorize those across kind of four categories that have different levels of value to the brand itself. Um, that was really interesting. Obviously, not surprisingly to anyone, founders' names was by far, it was I think like over 90% of the firms were using founders' names or some acronym based on founders' names. Um, so I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, I think even some of those founders' names, you got some opportunity to really play play into the name a little bit more and maybe make it a little bit more unique across the brand. Um, but yeah, that was another interesting one. And then um, we looked at taglines. I think this was probably one of the most uh, yep. desired data points that we collected on. Uh, we collected a lot of taglines across the entire index, as many as we could. If it was accessible, if it was findable, um, we found it and put it in there and then analyzed the word usage. Yeah. So uh, if you actually download the report, you can actually see an entire kind of word cloud based on usage. And then you can also get a breakdown of top used words. I think top 30 are in there. You can kind of see like how are firms differentiating or maybe not differentiating. You can look at your own firm's tagline and be like, oh my goodness, we're using the exact same words as everybody else. Or maybe you've got a really unique tagline or maybe you don't have a tagline at all. We could talk about that at some point. But if anyone wants to actually get the report, and I'll make sure it's in the show notes and the links and stuff, we'll also state it again at the end here, but rsnd.co slash index. That is the best way to go find it, rsnd.co slash index. Um, you can go get the entire report. It's totally free. There's 12 insights in there that we gathered across the entire index, and most of those are based on, like, what are the top firms doing? in our index and what, what activities or what findings did we have from the data that tells us maybe some indicators of what you can be doing as well with your firm in order to improve your brand from a differentiation standpoint. I really liked the, uh, the tagline collection as well, yeah. uh, because it's kind of fun to just see the buzzwords. Yeah. The industry buzzwords that I think yeah. everybody that, uh, what were some of them? You're looking at it right now. <laughs> how, so. how about this? Uh, I can read a, uh, I think it was Potential a, a, tagline. a single sentence okay. using the top 10 <laughs> buzzwords. All right, here we go. It's like improv. All right. So here's my, if I was going to spin up 
you know, rock solid accounting firm brand, this would be the tagline that I should not use, but <laughs> here it goes. Beyond numbers, we deliver clear solutions for business success, helping clients secure a trusted financial future since 1982 with personal service and value that goes beyond tax accounting. <laughs> Actually, sounds good. I know. <laughs> sounds real. It sounds legit. Like, yeah. That's a real firm. Business. That's so funny. Business success, accounting, financial, helping future clients clear tax and beyond. Beyond was number ten. That's, that's like so a word crazy. you wouldn't think. Like, yeah, you'd think maybe that's a little more differentiated. Yeah, but it's not. No, beyond. I think there's been this, yeah, it kind of confirms like there's this push to like, just everybody says we're more, you know, we're uh -huh. more than just accountants and we, we go beyond just accounting and taxes and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, you probably do. Um, there's probably a better way to kind of spell that out or talk about it. Um, or is that really, I think that really comes out of like, yeah, you do, but so does everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that begs the question, like, is that really what differentiates and identifies you as unique in the marketplace yeah, yeah probably not probably not probably not so if you're relying on your tagline to differentiate you you need to lean into what it what it is that early makes you unique yeah rather than just stating something like we go beyond or we offer more or we do things different uh that's great tell me more tell me why tell me what it is that makes that special for you and your clients because everyone else is saying the same thing yep so um yeah i i think there's a ton of room for a lot of firms to really lean in on the tagline and uh, make that something really special and unique and helpful right yeah. like your tagline should ultimately be helpful for a potential client to be like why you and not someone else yeah, it's usually the first impression too when you're maybe you're shopping around or you've, you're looking for an answer to a, an accounting question you have. You get to somebody's website and it's the homepage and boom, there it is. Is it does it just say, you know, CPAs, accountants, and tax professionals, or does it kind of tell a story in five to ten words to where it's like, there it is. There's that quick like one sentence. Uh, tagline that kind of captures who you are as an accounting firm versus like the buzzwords. Yeah. Well, and but I think, you know, it, it is, it is hard and is uh, someone else writes uh, roots in the copywriting, you know, <laughs> um, it's, it's uh, when you look at, I think that's the value of the index. Part of the value of the index is that when it's like, you don't know you need to spend money on that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard. It's not something everybody can do is just like dig deep and find out what those values really are. And I think that the index part of the index, what it does is shows that, Hey, these are some of the more important things. And it kind of gives ammo to uh, Sam, like you were saying, marketing directors at firms to be able to go and say, Hey, here's some of the really important things that we need to address. Um, we're not going to spend money on everything, but here are a couple of things that we actually kind of do need to spend money on. We need to get the right talent in to do some of this stuff. Yep. Yeah. What other insights stuck out to you guys? As one of the people who had to go and look at 
everyone's social media channels. <laughs> I found that interesting. Um, I don't think we were shocked that LinkedIn is like far and away the top yeah. social media channel and avenue that accounting firms utilize. Uh, I think there's a lot of value in that. That's where, you know, all the talent is on there. Um, I think I was shocked mainly at just kind of the abandonment of other really useful like social media uh, channels, things like YouTube, I think was the lowest and least utilized uh, social media outlet uh, used by hmm. accounting firms. Um, that one was hilarious to look through. Um, I mean, there are firms on there that have YouTube channels that literally have not been posted on since like 2005. Wow. So you go back and you you look at some of these videos and it's like, whoa, it's a blast from the past. Um, and so, you know, maybe it, the the feeling I got was, hey, this was big 15, 20 years ago. And firms were like, oh, let's go do that. Let's go do some videos and just kind of left it mm. and abandoned it after maybe it just didn't produce anything or got too hard or um, they just forgot about it. Um, and with how powerful, I mean, you talk to any marketer and they're like, oh, video is the best. And mm -hmm. any, any SEO guy, the first question they'll ask you is like, do you have any video? Can we put video together? Because it's so powerful. Uh, it's such a powerful marketing tool. And yet um, in the accounting industry, it's clearly the thing that just has never either caught on or just is really hard or it's, you know, we've heard from several marketers, like it is just so hard to get the partners on camera to talk about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was surprised, uh, and I, I'm, I'm surprised that I don't, maybe there was one or two firms that really has latched onto YouTube and, uh, Vimeo and has used the, the video, uh, their video tools to put a lot of stuff together, but far and away, it's just, it's really just an unused form yeah. of media. Yeah, tons of untapped potential, I think, with YouTube. And I think what was surprising to me about that as well, beyond what you said, was, I mean, YouTube is Google, right? This should not just be a part of your brand play and your, you know, brand awareness, uh, your, your thought leadership, but this is actually an SEO play. Right, like you're giving uh, Google some incredible signals that you're an authority on these areas that you serve in, and when you don't use YouTube, you don't give them that authority. Yeah, I I think about like, hey, go talk to your your partners and say, hey, what what are the top ten questions you get from customers? Take those, make a five to ten minute video on each, um, put those on YouTube, write blog posts mm -hmm. with the transcriptions of those and you're creating you're not just putting video stuff out you're creating content um that is most likely really hot topics for questions that that are not just being asked by your customers but other firms customers or people that just need to know these things for maybe it's their taxes or whatever um video is it's you know it's a step above a podcast, but it's the same thing where you don't have to tell your partner, like the partners of your firm, like, Hey, can you sit down for two hours and write me an article about this? Uh, no, just tell me, you know, 
tell me the question, tell me the answer. Do it in five minutes. Boom, you're done. Um, and, you know, the difference now between, uh, you know, 2023 when we're recording this and 2005 is video is way easier to shoot now. <laughs> you don't have to have a giant camcorder uh, and a ton of expensive video equipment. You have an iPhone. Um, and maybe you, you know, invest a little bit in, in a good microphone or whatever it is, but it is easier than ever to get video shot and put online and use that in your marketing. So that was something I thought was really interesting. Um, just on the, on the video side. Another thing too is, you know, YouTube's not the only channel you can use video in. Um, mm -hmm. we've seen this where, you know, you can post natively to pretty much any social media channel now. Um, you can post video natively on LinkedIn. So obviously if you're an accounting firm, you're probably trying to grow your LinkedIn following. You can take that same video file and upload it to your LinkedIn page. And you've got really dynamic visual audio content that is now living on several different platforms. We didn't see a lot of that either. We didn't do a deep dive into, into LinkedIn and like all the posts that firms are making on there, but Far and away, video is just not something that um, most accounting firms have tapped into. No, and I'm, we covered this in a past episode, and it might be worth you know digging that back up if you missed that one uh, for those that are listening. But we talked all about like the value of, of video for brands. And one of the things that I think is so incredibly powerful about video is that it expresses more of your personality as a firm in the shortest amount of time and the quickest and most impactful way, right? You get audio, you get video, you get visuals, um, you can put some music in there. It's just like, man, what an opportunity you have to really impact the marketplace. And not only for potential clients, but even for employee retention and, and acquisition, right? Your, your brand is as much about your people and attracting great talent and retaining great talent as it is about attracting and retaining great clients. Um, so it would seem to me like video should be like probably near the core of your strategy when it comes to like, what media are we going to use to really get our brand out there? Um, and maybe firms are doing it and they're just not putting it on YouTube and it's not clear on their website, but it wasn't clear from the data that a lot of firms are doing it very well. So yeah, or I, I was going to mention I was going to mention that too, because I think that, um, with the talent, uh, acquisition, such a challenge for mm -hmm. so many, um, so, so many firms. And then you, like a lot of young people are looking for like, Hey, is this a culture that I'm going to fit in? And, you know, and, and video just, just exudes so much of the culture, <laughs> yeah. um, with the leadership, how they talk, are they comfortable? Are they too, are they stuffy? I mean, a lot of that stuff is, um, a lot of it comes through the video, lets people get an understanding of who they'll be talking to and what kind yeah. of firm they, you Big know. time, big time. And I know like a big complaint has been for a long time that like talent's like, hey, you know, the the stereotypical accounting firm is stuffy and it's, you know, conservative in terms of it's like atmosphere and everybody's all buttoned up and it's, it's not fun, it's not exciting, it, there's not a sense of joy and a sense of like whatever that's a stereotype right we know that there's lots of firms out there that are really fun and doing really good work serving their clients really well and having fun doing it if you don't put out some video how would anyone know that right like i guess your newsletter maybe 
uh your <laughs> blog posts i i don't know like how would anyone know that you guys are something more than like the stereotypical stuffy bean counting uh accounting firm i'm i'm totally just i'm giving you the stereotype right like these are terrible stereotypes of accountants and accounting firms but this is what the talent is telling everyone this is what i've been hearing for like uh, for years now is that new accountants in the field do not want to work for accounting firms because they think it's like that. Yep. Yeah, and a lot and we've seen a lot of brands like accounting firm brands going out of their way to disprove that. Um and so like Mike said, a video would just be a really great way to do that. Uh it's not just client stuff that you're that you're focusing on there with video. It's internal brand, it's your your uh culture and your team and you get to see them in action and all that stuff. So um, there's one other insight that I thought was really interesting. Uh, it didn't, it didn't shock us, but it was really cool to see the data behind it. And that was just the use of legal classifications mm. in names. Um, things like LLP, LLC, uh, PC, LTD, Incorporated, all those things. The top 20% uh was w- used that stuff way less in their names than the mid and bottom tiers uh and that was just really interesting to see the data uh show that uh cuz we would have the difference was huge we, yeah it was um 28% of the top 20 uh use legal classifications in their name versus 68% of the bottom 50 uh, so there's a huge disparity there, and we would have probably guessed that that would be true, but not maybe not in that big of a difference uh, with the with what the numbers show. Uh, and and we're seeing that too. We're seeing trends of like, hey, if an accounting firm brand is going through a rebrand, they're probably considering things like, should we change our name? Should we make our name simpler? Uh, you know, maybe you're not changing the three partners you know last names that are that make up your name but maybe you're getting rid of that llc or that llp uh we also looked at um uh stuff like hey do you have cpa in your name um we we looked at uh kind of the just the add-ons that these firms are putting into their name so yeah and we talked a little bit there's a you'll see it in the report if you get it um but we talk about like why maybe those things are not helpful in your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is just you're adding more consonants, more visual kind of superfluous stuff, more things they have to remember, more things they have to figure out how to pronounce. Well, let's be honest. Like if you ask everyone who knows your firm, no, no, no one says those things. No one says like, you know, Smith Brown uh, Reynolds LTD. Right, like yeah. nobody says it yeah. that way. They probably only say the first one, <laughs> their first prob- name. <laughs> they're probably just saying the the three letters of- <laughs> or the three letters. They turn it in an acronym, right? Like, um, oh yeah, I work for SBR. And we that's another data point we have in there is, yeah. is how many are acronyms. Yep. Um, and acronyms have their own issues. Uh, even I think going back to some of the visual stuff, I love like we did um styles uh, era of styles. Mm for all the logos. So every logo is classified into a specific design era, uh, like whether decade. it's like 1990s, 2000s, yeah. 2010s. 
Um, and then we gave some examples in there of some big brands that people would recognize and kind of how they've changed their logos over the years. So um, I think that's really helpful. There's some interesting kind of things in there for people to consider um, as you're looking at your own logo. And maybe if you're thinking like, oh, maybe we're going to rebrand at some point here in the next couple of years, uh, maybe this will give you some fodder. I think that's the next question, right? So I'm an accounting firm. What do I do with this? How is this helpful to me? Uh, maybe I'm a marketer in an accounting firm. How should I best utilize this index? Well, I I think I mentioned it before uh, where I think a lot of the insights that we pulled out of the data will not be shocking no. to anyone familiar with the accounting industry. Um, and so at the outset, we were like, how do we how do we take these things that some of the frustrations maybe that we've heard from from marketers and, you know, back them up, like give them the data to go. Um, you know, share like, hey, there's hard data. There's, hey, if you want to see what the rest of the industry is doing, we've got that now. And you can say, hey, I've been telling you for the last five years, like, we've got to redo our website or we've got to rebrand, got to change our logo. And now there's data that like backs that up and mm -hmm. backs up why you should do that. And not, you know, you're not going to get hard numbers on an ROI, but hey, now we know like, hey, there's top brands out there that are doing things this way. We're not doing them that way. We should probably look into that. And uh, we really hope that it would just spark some additional conversations and um, and back up the marketers that, that see the value in yeah. doing some of these things. Well, and I think uh, Sammy and I talked about another thing too with uh, um, uh, doing an audit, um, doing an, you know, doing an audit within your firm uh, you know, taking stock of everything we had, um, we had one mm -hmm. firm reach out to us for an audit, um, just to, and I think the firm that reached out to us is they, they've even done something recently and they're like, Hey, we just, we need to, we want to clean some things up. The, the index showed us some, some areas, right. <laughs> Made us think of a few things. And so I think the audit is also really good. Like, Hey, don't, don't, panic, you know, um, do a little audit, rate your own self, you know, find out how you think you're doing. Maybe there's some low hanging fruit you can, you can, um, address, uh, in the interim, you know, between now and when you decide to, you know, maybe fix a bigger problem or do a full rebrand. Yeah. And, and, uh, for any accounting firm that's listening in, uh, if you want to reach out to us and you have, if your firm is in our index, we will send you a report card essentially. That, exp that shows all of your data points that we collected for your specific firm. Uh, it'll show you your specific index score and your ranking. Um, so that might be a helpful place to start and just having some conversations around what about our brand do we need to improve? Where do we see that we're weak? Uh, maybe we need some, some help kind of thinking through where to do that. And maybe this report card's a good place to, to start giving you some ideas. I think another another thing to consider is just year over year as you're looking at your brand building activities, um, this index is just a way to measure that, right? And it's not a total measurement. It doesn't cover every act marketing activity that you need to be doing for sure, like not even close. Uh, but it might give you at least some ideas year over year of like, okay, we want to do things that are going to help differentiate our brand. Well, here's one measure that we can use to help us see if we're doing that or not. 
uh, we came in here this year and then next year let's see where we come in and then let's improve and continue to push from there um, we do we do plan to rerun this again so um, that is that is the plan we'll do this annually um, and uh, hopefully firms can, can get a lot of value out of that I, I think another thing um, you know if you're Considering a rebrand or a refresh or anything of that nature, there's now data to kind of inform mm. uh, what decisions you should make and how to think through things like, okay, you know, we're going to change our colors or we're going to change our fonts or hey, we're going to we're going to redo our logo. Um, now there's data to kind of help shape, you know, what's you know because. I can imagine there's a lot of conversations around, oh man, like, you know, I love green. Um, I just, I really love green and I don't, I don't see anybody else using green. Um, well, there's data now that can tell you like, yeah, there's a lot of people using green or obviously that I think everybody knows like blue is just the accounting color. That's the color of accounting. Um, so it's like, Hey, you got that, that one managing partner who's like, ah, we got to do blue. It's just gotta be blue. It's like, okay, well, there's like 800 other firms that are using blue. Do we really want to be like every other firm? Do we want to look like every other firm? Um, that's where the differentiation side kind of comes in. Like if you're making a change like that uh, or even just putting together next year's marketing plan, there's stuff that you can now look at, um, data that you can look at to inform, like how do we differentiate next year? Um, how do, how do we, you know, maximize this rebrand to make sure that we really are differentiated? Um, I, I can imagine most firms have the list of one to five really close competitors and, uh, and now you can kind of see like, all right, we can make decisions to really set ourselves apart. Um, and obviously you don't want to differentiate just to be different. You no. still want it to connect back to your brand. Uh, you want to make decisions based on who you are as a brand authentically. Um, but some of these things can be really important and can kind of help you not think just in a vacuum of like, oh yeah, our, our three competitors, they're all, you know, they, they use these colors and fonts and all this stuff. We're going to be different. Um, but now you've got a, a much broader view uh, of the accounting industry as a whole. Um, and and that's, uh, we, we love that. I mean, we, we love being able to kind of share some of those things with, uh, anybody in the industry that's thinking through some of those things. So, and that's a really good point, Sam. I, I, I don't think I thought of exactly that yet, <laughs> but when we do rebrands for companies, right. Um, part of it is like, well, what's your competition doing, you know? And, um, part of that is understanding like, okay, you know, how are we going to differentiate uh, when we get to the design phase or naming or things like that, we kind of want to know what's out there. We're not trying to follow people, but we want to know what they're doing, right? So we don't just walk right into the same the same thing. And this index actually gives people that understanding of, you know, okay, what are people doing? What's the data? Okay, when we do this rebrand, we're going to avoid these high level things like, you know, putting LLC in our name or, you know, CPAs <laughs> or things like that using blue. <laughs> yeah. Using blue. Yep. I love it. Although you probably don't want to use red either. And that wasn't a popular color, <laughs> but in accounting, 
that might, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I think it depends. I think it depends on your brand. And ultimately, yeah. like, I think that goes back to Sam's point. Like, you gotta do what's right for your identity as a firm. And mm, that doesn't necessarily mean that on every single point, you are, like, dramatically different than every other firm. I mean, the reality is, like, with, four, you know, over 1,400 firms, there's somebody probably with your color. There's probably somebody with your font. There's probably somebody with a logo that's a little bit like yours. Like, it's just, it's going to happen. But at least on every one of these, you can start to be like, well, let's let's try to push it. Can we be a little bit more differentiated while still maintaining our own unique identity? Um, and not every firm on this list is a competitor for you. But I would bet that a lot of them are. And probably more than you realize. I think that's been another big... Um, f- not finding from this index necessarily, but just a trend that we're seeing is everyone's realizing like, wow, uh, my clients are all over the place and our firm is now all over the place, right? Like in terms of location, a lot of firms are going remote or hybrid and now you're taking clients from almost anywhere. And so that means that actually your competition is nearly everyone else, right? At some level. So, um, Unless you have something that really differentiates you, like a specific niche industry, um, a certain size business that you go after and you work with, a certain set of services that's unique to you and that you're uniquely positioned, or maybe some cross-section of those things, or you still really are very geographically focused, um, you're you're kind of putting yourself in a spot where like you're going to have a hard time differentiating. So, you know, think about those things, your own positioning, but also be thinking about your color, your font, your name, your logo, your tagline, things that are going to help you stand apart, right? And stand out uh, when people are comparing you to really almost any other accounting firm. So uh, I want to, we're almost done, but with this episode, I think we'll have some more conversation around all this because there's so much more to dig in on. I think there's even... There's lots more things from the report, especially I want to get into, but we're going to save that for another episode. Before we wrap up, I want to talk about what are we excited for for version two? Because I think uh, we're already getting a lot of feedback. We've gotten some really good ideas already from uh, different firms about what they might want to see from index version two, probably coming out next year. Well, it will be coming out next year, but it'll be coming out at some point next year. What are you guys excited about? nothing sweet first i will well so I've i know chris thinking, is excited about gathering all the data again manually <laughs> uh about automating the yes. data gathering yeah. well you know and and i think that i think that as as we get into it i'm starting to see opportunities to maybe get a little more um a little more information let's say from linkedin and, mm. and places like that that's that's automated uh we didn't have as much time to think about it as we did this year also we didn't know what we we didn't have as much of an idea of what we wanted last year right i mean you always grow in that you're always you know um and so the wish list always grows and so uh automating some of that data and getting a little more information and being able to crunch some of that data once it comes in and not have to have people go through and and gather everything so I know that's not a direct answer to the question. But, <laughs> no, I think but, that that was what uh, that's why I was asking. Yeah, we've gotten some good feedback from uh, from some marketers, uh, accounting for marketers. Um, I don't know if we are planning to do this, but a lot of people have said 
hey, if we could get a, you know, if we could just know like top 10 or <laughs> maybe it's top 10 in, in a couple categories so we can kind of see who's doing things the right way or um, different things like that. I'm, I'm excited to think we're, through we're that. Gonna be, we're going to be publishing some lists. I, yeah. I, I know that already. We've gotten enough feedback for me to make that decision yeah. and we're going to we're going to do that. I think uh, I've been thinking probably a top at least a top 50, maybe top 100. Um and and highlight you know highlight the, highlight the firms that are yeah. really doing this well. Um we've got a little bit of fine tuning to do on the scoring index itself, the the algorithm. Uh, I know of at least one data point that we didn't quite cap the right way, so it kind of weighted some things a little bit funky. Um I don't know that it's going to dramatically change indexing but i mean that was one of the reasons why we're like hey this is version one get some feedback maybe don't publish the full like any lists or anything this time yeah uh knowing that you know things are going to change we're going to need to tweak some things clean things some things up um but i'm i'm excited to start putting this into a more of a category of like hey who's who's doing well let's showcase that a little bit more yep um i think i'm also excited potentially about maybe some self reported data from firms and some data points that we can't get publicly. Uh, one of those would be, I would love to do some data gathering around core values, personality traits of firms, how they're identifying their brands internally. Um, and then maybe showcase some of that, not in terms of firm by firm, but more like, Hey, you know, like we did with the word cloud on the tagline, or let's, let's do a word cloud of values. Um, and really see, are you differentiating with your values or maybe you're just the same, right? Is excellence showing up over and over and over again? Yeah. (laughs) It's a core value. Maybe. So it'll be, uh, really cool too, to, to be able to have two years worth of data. And, and Mm. I think specifically like Mike, you alluded alluded to this earlier to be able to see your different, you know, the difference made over a year. Um, where have you grown? Uh, where has your brand grown? Um, what, you know, what improvements have been made and then what difference has that made? Now, obviously the index score and your ranking is just not going to be everything. You know, it's not like you're this, the whole success of your <laughs> firm can be summed up in that. But, um, for, for brand builders, for marketers, there's kind of like, Hey, it's industry specific and, um, it could be a really cool benchmark to just see you know something like that kind of move move the needle um i can imagine there are times where it's like is this all worth it like (laughs) everything we're doing is making a difference and obviously you can probably see that in in some of the you know numbers that you've got internally but from an industry-wide uh kind of perspective to see the difference you know made in some of the initiatives that that you're you know working on over the course of a year yeah and let's be honest your partners are probably competitive so uh here's one more uh thing that you can kind of make them uh get get excited about right if you're a marketer in a firm uh some some marketers are looking for more ways to measure success right this might be one of those for you we Uh, should uh we should make tokens mike tokens we should make real like you know chuck e cheese style tokens if you're in the and top 100, you get a token. You get well. I was thinking you could, you know, turn your token in for, you know, a competitor's ranking, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and get their number and see if you're uh, ahead of them. That'd be too funny. Uh, too funny. 
your friend across town who's got their own accounting firm. Yeah. You can you can have a little rivalry yeah. betting going on. But you only get one token a year. We're gonna we're gonna do some horse race betting. That's what we're gonna do. That's coming out next year. Oh man. That'll be exciting. <laughs> so get 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 with your bookie now. Uh, that's terrible. <laughs> uh there's a little improv. Anyway. I'm I'm excited for all those things. I'm I'm just also excited to get more firms into the index. We've got a, a, a small handful that we've talked to who were hoping that they were in that didn't make it for whatever reason. We got some figuring out why why they got missed, but some of them just because they were smaller and they weren't as visible on different public lists that we were pulling the original list from. So uh, we'll get them plugged in. We'll make some different ways for people to get their firms plugged in. Uh, looking for any feedback too. So if anyone is is checking out the report if you get your own index score your own little scorecard and you've got some feedback some ideas some questions some thoughts for us we're very very open to that we really want to improve this and make it better year over year so make it as valuable and useful as possible so we're excited for all that uh we'll we'll probably do another episode dig into some more of the insights if people are interested in that you can you can make sure you're you're signed up for that um but we'll we'll be back we'll talk some more about that and obviously we got lots of other episodes planned that are all about all sorts of other branding related things so we're really excited about that the remarka brand podcast is a project of resound and is recorded in tempe arizona with hosts Mike Jones and David Kosand. It's produced and edited by Sam Pagel. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and at RemarkableCast.com. If you'd like more episodes, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. To contact the show, find out more about the Remarka Brand Podcast, or to join our newsletter list to make sure you never miss another episode, check out our website at remarkablecast.com. Copyright Resound Creative Media, LLC, 2022.